let's start the journey by praying this afternoon. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you please give us the wisdom that we need this afternoon. I pray, Father, that you, even though we will be talking about things of social media, things that we do with our cameras, but I pray, Father, that you please help us to have an experience with Jesus. Guide us today, Father, and may the things that we'll be studying will not just be a mere lecture, may it be a tool to help you finish the work in this generation. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I remember the first experience of, of me holding a camera was when I was about 11 or 10 years old. My mother has this old video cam, Sony, which has a tape recorder in it. And she would ask me to tape uh, whenever we have parties or we have family gatherings. And I remember doing that when I was very young. And though, even though I don't know what I'm doing, I felt good and I was enjoying holding a camera. But the problem was, since I was living in a computer generation age and video game age, I lost that passion because I wasted so much time playing video games. And this is what I'm going to tell you based on experience, young people. Many of us are not doing excellent job in what we do today because we have wasted our time in doing video games. No one can relate because this is an Adventist uh, convention, right? So no one is probably playing video games here. Amen? <laughs> Amen. So sorry for making you out of place on that part. But the point was, I grew up playing video games. I could memorize all this stuff. And so I wasted my time. Instead of being excellent at what I do, imagine if I was 11 years old, from then on to today, I'm probably a professional right now. But I've wasted my time, seven, five, five, seven years of my time playing video games. Then, thus, I lost all this stuff. And many of us today have lost many talents that God has given us because we have lost it by watching too much movies, watching too much, too much time on, 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 on YouTube, too much time on video games and all this stuff. Thus, we lose these talent. But there is a promise. If you have your Bibles with you, in Joel chapter 2.25, I take this promise. Let me just paraphrase it for you, but you can list it down. Joel chapter 2 verse 25. The Bible said that I will restore what the locust has done to you. Those things that the locusts have done in your crops, the Bible said, I will restore it. So God is promising us today that though we have wasted some of our time, young people, God is able to restore if we are faithful and go back to him. Amen? So I believe that. I believe that God will restore these things. And I remember God has been planting this seed in my heart to do media ministry. I was preaching one time in Amazing Facts Indonesia. I never have watched these YouTube videos because it was very ugly. Now, the reason why it's ugly is because it was filmed in an in a SD 480p video cam. And, you know, Sir John probably is laughing right now because it was not nice quality. Look at this. Look at that video. That is not 1940s. And I'm still 27 years old. This was when I was 22, preaching in Indonesia in a, in a Muslim nation. And I never watched this, but I was reviewing this one time two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. And I realized that though it was very ugly, it has... 263,000 views. Just think about that. That the topic, by the way, is the Antichrist. And in a Muslim nation, 
a sermon translated in, into Indonesia. Indonesia, by the way, is about 80% Muslim. But you have 200,000 people watching the sermon. And I said, wow, I could actually do something like this, reaching out to a lot of people, especially in a Muslim nation. And I've looked at the YouTube channel of, of, of um, Amazing Facts Indonesia. The, the, the videos goes up to 30,000, 400,000 views. And for me, that was amazing. So God planted that seed in my heart and he said, you know what, I want to do something like that. But in the context of my generation, because I would watch Pastor Dog preach, and it was like so powerful sermon. But whenever I share that to my generation in the world, you're like, no, watch that. Especially my age. Now, I'm not downgrading amazing facts because I work for them. But we need to be, especially us young people, we need to use the tool that we do now to reach our generation. Amen? And so I said, you know what? I want to start making nature videos. Short nature videos. And I'll talk to you about this later on, how I got my camera and all that kind of stuff. But I remember a quotation, one of my favorite quotations from the book, Christ Object Lesson. She said, the earth is now marred and defiled by sin. Yet even its blighted state, much that it's beautiful remains. God's object lesson are not obliterated. Rightly understood, nature speaks of her creator. It's just me or people in America don't say amen. <laughs> Look at how powerful that is. Ellen White said that nature alone speaks of her creator. And I thought about that. And I said, if I post nature things in my Facebook, it actually talks about my God. Did you understand that? When I post things in Facebook about nature, it talks about my creator. Because I don't, know, I don't know how to make content. I don't know how to make all these kind of stuff. But I could start somewhere. And so you know what? I want to make videos about nature. So make stuff like this. Okay, so I'll make short videos like this and post it in, in social media. Simple videos like that. And they what, have traction. And I believe that quotation, again, nature speaks of her of creator. Um, headphones is not here, so it should be in the other side. Give me one minute. Sorry, we don't have computers in the Philippines. <laughs> so, no, I'm just saying, <laughs> we, we use bananas. <laughs> So I'm, it, I'm new, I'm very new to this. <laughs> Sorry, we do use computer in the Philippines, just, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so I make, I make stuff like that, and I felt like, wow, even me, I get relaxed to the videos that is shown. I'll show you one video that I make also. This one I got, uh, this one is in Indonesia. I don't recommend doing that, but it's an amazing place, so I'll share that to you. That is in Bali. And so these short videos ministers to some of my friends, right? I'll show you one video that I made. This is about two minutes, so hope you bear with me.
And so I always end my video with a verse. Saying, God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good. I always put that video. And then after that video, I realized that it could give a lot of impact to social media. That video alone was published in, a, in just a few weeks. It got 1.3 million views on Facebook. But my point is that social media is a very good tool for us to reach others. But the question, and I want to make this practical as much as possible, is that how do I start? Because that's the very question that I asked when I was starting. How do I start? When I was a pastor, I was asking that question. How do I start? Let me give you practical tips this afternoon. This is not rocket science. We're not going to talk about so many um, uh, jargons and all that kind of stuff, but I hope and pray that this will be practical to you. This is not something new, but I use this, and if you use this faithfully, I promise you and I tell you the truth, you will have success on your media evangelism. This is the verse that we're going to use today, Luke chapter 16 and verse 10. Luke chapter 16 and verse 10. The Bible said, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in what, everyone? In much. And look at what the Bible says. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. So when I've read that verse, I apply that in filmmaking. I said, where do I start? God told me, start with little things, Jasper. Most of the young people I met today, when they come to me, they all want to dream like, I want to have a drone. I want to have all this kind of stuff. But the Bible tells us that in our ministry, we should start with little things. And I started with little things, and I said, Lord, where do I start? What aspect of my life do I start in order for me to reach that goal. And I've read the story of David and Goliath. And remember the story of David and Goliath, my dear friend? How did David defeat Goliath? Yeah, technically he threw a stone in his head. He died. But there's a basic principle that we need to learn in that story. If you have a pen and a paper, you can list this down. We don't have any time to, to, to talk about this and read the whole thing. But First Samuel 17, verses 33 to 36. 1 Samuel 17, 36. If you notice those verse and verses in that um, context, David was very eager to fight Goliath. And what did Saul tell him? You're too young. You can't do this. You're weak. You're young. You can't battle against Goliath. But what did David reply to Saul? He said, look, I am able to de defeat Goliath. You know why? Because for many years, I've been guarding my father's sheep against the wolf, against the lion, against the bear. And he even says, I killed the bear. I killed the lion. You know what that tells us, young people? What qualified David to defeat Goliath is the small little things that he, small animals that he fight every day. That tells us that in order for us to go into the level where David fought Goliath, we need to be faithful in doing little things. 
Notice what Ellen White said in the book Adventist Home 297 and put that in the context of social media. Many of little home duties are overlooked as of no consequence. But if the small things are neglected, the larger duties will be also. Notice what she said. When the Lord sees you are faithful in that which is least, he will entrust you with larger responsibilities. That's a powerful quote, and you need to have the principle in your life. If you want to have success in your social media, start with little things. When I saw my camera, I've been dreaming about having a big camera. But God said, you know what? You have a cell phone. Are you even using that? Let me tell you this, my dear friends. Don't ever buy a new gear if you're not utilizing what you have. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of God's talent. Start with what you have. I told you I want to be practical as much as possible. This is from the testimonies. Ellen White said, this is a powerful quote, by the way. She said, when you gather up the rays of light which God has given in the past, then will he give an increase of light? One more quote to support that. She said, God will, have, will give an increase of light to those who walked in the light received. That is powerful. When I read that, I said, wow, that's some basic principle that our young people need to learn. She said that the only way we can have more light is when we have followed and faithful to the light that we have received. Many of you have been dreaming to do social media ministry, be successful in what you do right now. The number one thing that we need to do, young people, is be faithful in that which is least. You want to go be level on, the, on a professional level? Think about your... What do you have now? Are you using those gear? And you know what I have before I started? And by the way, I want to tell you the truth. When I started, I don't have any money at all. You know, if you're a pastor in the Philippines, you don't have that much salary, especially if you're not ordained. So I don't recommend you go to the Philippines and be a pastor. <laughs> no, no, no. My point is we don't have that much money. When you start into a, in, in this filmmaking industry or photography industry, it is really difficult if you don't have money. Plus, I don't have any credit card, I don't have a bank account. How do I start, Lord? But one thing I remember I have when I was in Indonesia, I have internet. Not so fast internet like America, but I do have internet. And so God told me that I should start learning in YouTube. You heard of YouTube before? Anyone has not heard of YouTube? Probably living in a cave. But I started in YouTube and he said, Lord, help me to learn in YouTube. And I would separate time at least 10 to 15 minutes a day. And though I was an evangelist that time, preaching, I would preach every night for 30 days in Indonesia. And I would separate time to listen to YouTube tutorials. And that's where I started. Young people, start with YouTube. You have YouTube and start learning there. I have people like Brandon Lee. Uh, DSLR Guide also was one of my inspiration. He would, he would teach people how to use their, their camera even though it's not top-notch camera. So filmic look even though you have a very basic camera. Philip Bloom was also a very ins inspirational person to me. And I've watched these tutorials every day, my dear friends. Brandon Lee also taught me a lot of lessons in uh, YouTube. 
And I've realized that when I have these light, and God said, right, if you practice the light that you received, God will give you more light. Also, I want to suggest you to do is to network. Networking is very, very important. One of my Facebook mentors is here, Mr. John Wood. John Wood right here. He was my Facebook mentor. By the way, this is the first time I saw him, right? And we've been communicating for like two years. I've been asking him questions. Don't be shy. You can bug people. Some of them will not answer. But if they answer, praise the Lord. But you need to network. It is very important to network. It's a biblical principle. Exhort one another as we see the day approaching. We need to network. So I would network to people. I would message people. I like the videos. Is it possible for you to give me tips and what to do? Whenever I have questions, I don't know how to use this, how to achieve this look, I would message these people and they would give me answers. I would give you, I would challenge you, friends, if you want to learn more, you need to network. I remember one time I posted a video. Remember the video in El Nido I've shown you? And one time I posted that and someone messaged me and he said, I am really interested to teach you. I think you have a talent. I think it's good that you make these videos, but you need to develop more. I am willing to teach you. His name was Darren Woolbridge and I've I've seen his Facebook and I said, I see uh, Marvel Studios. I've seen the Avengers. So I Googled his name. His name went out of uh, IMDB page. He was the colorist for Captain America in Hollywood. He works in Technicolor. And so he saw my work and he said, I want to teach you. So he would teach me some stuff, though sometimes I just pretend I understand. (laughs) Oh, it's recorded. (laughs) We could cut that down. (laughs) Thank you. But, But he would teach me a lot of stuff. And God slowly would bring me step by step into greater light. By what? By practicing the light received. Very simple principle, my friends. But I want to tell you, there are also things that I did that did not work and I thought will work. And that is this mentality. I thought that a better gear would equals to better results. I thought of that like, I thought that if I had better cameras, I would have better results. And I think that's one thing that I want to address with you young people, especially you wanted to be to do in a creative side of the ministry. And that is not because you have a better gear does not mean you have good results. Always remember that it's not about the magic hat. It's about the magician. You don't go to Gordon Ramsay and say, hey, I like your food. What knives do you use? <laughs> Many people come with me and say, wow, pastor, you take a lot of good shots. What camera do you use? You mean to tell me that these images are beautiful because of my camera? And I tell you the truth. I can give you a professional camera right now. I'm sure, for sure many of you cannot replicate most of the amazing photos that we see in the internet. Why? Because a tool is just a tool if not for the person behind it. And so better gear does not mean better result. In fact, Petapixel, one of the photography sites, they have, a, they have something called gas. Have you heard of gas before? Not the gas that you think right now. But gas, they defined it as gear acquisition 
syndrome. It's actually a problem. Especially in our day, in young age today, people are rising up to social media. Um, in fact, they talk about that in Petapixel, the science of gas. People think that the more gear they have, the better they are as filmmakers or photographers. But remember this, my dear friends, and I want to cut that mentality right now. Not because you have a better gear does not mean you have better result. And I went through that process. I have cameras, multiple cameras, because I thought that this gear is not enough. I should buy more. Oh, look, that lens really is really good. I need to buy that lens. Oh, this lens is too wide. I need a tighter lens. It never ends until you're broke. <laughs> one person in the Philippines told me one time, you know what, if you have kids, you bring them to filmmaking because they're so broke they won't have time for drugs. <laughs> but that's the reality. People are so broke right now because they want gear, 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 gear. And that's what I do. I would take photos of my gears on, on Instagram, flat lace everything, and I post it on Facebook, Instagram. I thought, oh, wow, I have many gears, but I have very bad results. <laughs> because I thought having gear is equals to having good result. But in Petapixel, they give us an answer to this syndrome, to this problem. They said they have practical tips of fighting gas. And one of, <laughs> that sounds really bad. <laughs> one of the method that they use to fight gas is number 10. I love number 10. I won't explain the whole thing to you, but number 10 is amazing. It says, just go out and shoot. Young people, I would suggest to you right now, if you are in a situation where you want to upgrade your gear, try shooting outside and do something with that gear. You want to invest in filmmaking? Start with your phone. Start with what you have. Go outside. Many of us young people have watched so many, so many YouTube reviews, so many tech reviews, and it's like, I want to buy that. So we hoard and hoard. Did you know that most of your phone today is still amazing and useful and you don't need an iPhone 10? Did you know that? Yeah. Why, are we, why do we need iPhone 10? Because we spend so much time watching tutorials and reviews and commercials. Use what you have, my dear friends. I'm not saying I still have an iPhone 3G. God blesses us with technology, amen? But if you don't need it, don't buy it. I'm giving you practical tips. Parents should be saying amen right now. <laughs> Saving you money. <laughs> Why? Because the principle God will give an increase of light to those who walk in light received. Also, one of the basic things that I've, I've learned is use what you have. Whatever you have right now in your pocket, in your room, use it. One of the first cameras I have is a GoPro. You heard of the GoPro before? Yes, because that's the only thing that I can afford. In fact, it was only given to me. So it's not something that I really bought. So I start with that and I said, Lord, you said if I'm faithful with what I have, you'll give me more blessing, more light. So I was faithful with this thing. I'm, I want to do cinematic stuff with my GoPro. And I said, I want to make something different, a time lapse. But a time lapse is just a static thing, right? You know what a time lapse is? We all know that. But I want my time lapse to move sideways. And so what's the best thing that I could do to make it better? 
I bought a kitchen timer in Ikea. Because <laughs> I'm broke. And so a kitchen timer, you know, it's very accurate. 20 minutes, it turns 360 degrees. And so I would use that to time lapse. Because that's the only thing I can afford. But God said, if you receive the light, practice the light, I could give you better someday. You just need to be faithful with what you have. And thus I make time lapses. Uh, wait, hold on. This is one of the time lapses that I did. 18 months worth, or 20 months, if I'm not mistaken. It's called motion. I want to fast forward it. Oh, I can't fast forward it. So these are, you'll see that Ikea shot later. It's a 20-month time-lapse compilation. That's an Ikea shot. <laughs> see? It's a panning time-lapse. And it cost me only, what, $9. <laughs> so, and by the way, this is what I do. When I'm reading my Bible, I would just put my camera in it and the clouds and just sit down there and time-lapse. And so I compiled a 20-month video out of it. See, that's an Ikea shot right there in the mouth of a volcano. Okay, sorry to cut you off, but we don't have the time. <laughs> now, this is also one of the things that I, I bought. This is a, a stabilizer because, you know, I saw in movies, wow, it's, everything is stable. I wanted something like that. But again, I'm broke. So I saved money. I bought a $39 uh, tool from um, uh, Seven Oak, and they, it actually worked. So I started with that. And it, that is because God wants to be faithful with little things. And many young people today, I will tell you the truth, doesn't want to go through that process. They wanted to be here without going there. Especially in first world nations. We wanted to be suddenly there. We don't want to be in the process of doing little things. But even Jesus went through all these things, my dear friends. We need to go through all these processes. So whenever you have something in your mind to do, be faithful in those light that God has given you. I also use my phone because I don't have a proper camera. So I use my phone. I have an iPhone 6 during that time. And so I would use that phone to take photos. I'll show you photos that I took from my phone. And you won't believe it. It's, it's I mean, I don't want to sound like it's nice. But actually for me, it's nice. I hope it's nice to you. So this is a shot that I took of a waterfall. And it's shot with an iPhone. Because I don't have any camera. But I do have a tripod. Right? That's it. an iPhone shot. Um, this is a shot from um, Switzerland. Oh, sorry, it's Innsbruck, Austria. It was too cold for my camera, but I do have a phone, so I took that with my cell phone. So it, it's possible to take photos, my dear friends, with little things. Don't believe that. Don't fall into the trap that I need a big DSLR like Ashley Bloom. You see his camera? You probably need to sell a kidney to buy those. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't need that, right, Ashley? Unless if you're working like Ashley. But if you're starting, use your phone. Don't beg your mom, mom, sell your kidney so I could buy your camera. <laughs> don't say that to your mother. Start with what you have. These are some photos that I took. This is from Iceland. Again, it was too cold for my camera, so I it took my phone, snapped that photo. This is a photo of Paris. It was too, I was too lazy to bring out my camera. 
It's 1 a.m. in the morning, and so I got my phone, put it on a tripod, long exposure, and actually took a shot of Paris. This one is a shot that I took in Venice, and this one is a, a Skoga Falls, one of my favorite waterfalls in Iceland. All shot with my phone, a sunset in Hawaii, a sunset in Portland, Maine. These are shot with an iPhone. What I'm telling you is that there is still chance you don't need a bigger camera. Also, I have a dilemma, young people. And by the way, as we continue on, the people who attend this wanted to start a social media account, right? Or something that, that you would love to have um, that would impact your friends on social media, right? Yes? Okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure because I don't want to proceed and say you're expecting a relationship, sem relationship seminar. So, so that's why I'm giving you this point already so you understand. Also, when I was in Indonesia, I don't have any credit card and I can't afford to get one. And one of the most important tools as filmmakers or photographers is Photoshop or Lightroom. And so I can't afford that. So I Googled stuff and I realized there's actually free stuff in my phone. It's actually free stuff. You don't need to pay $10 a month. And by the way, CC costs about 50 bucks a month. You can't you don't need to do that when you're starting. I realized that I could take photos and process my stuff with Snapseed and VSEO Cam. And I'll show you some photos that I took. But one thing I do also is because I shoot raw, but I can't process it because I don't have any Photoshop. I bought a lightning cable for, how much is that? $9. Because the iPhone apparently, praise the Lord, our generation is amazing with our technology, could actually process raw pictures if you have a camera. So I'll show you some of the photos that I took. These are some before and afters. I only use my cell phone to process all this. This is a picture of um, a, a building in Amsterdam. These are also a pic this is a picture of, of an apartment in, in Hong Kong, but you can process it and make it more nicer with your phone. A picture of, of um, a place in Italy that I took, and you can actually make it nicer using your phone. You see the difference? I hope you can. Um, I hope you're not colorblind. Um, this is a picture of a landscape shot that I took from Hong Kong. Again, I don't have any light room during this time, and that is a processed photo already using my phone. I did not Photoshop anything. This is a picture of, of an arrow shot of Athens, and that is a process picture of Athens. These are some of the shots that I took. This is a picture of the Vatican. That's not Photoshop. That's only from my cell phone. That's a photo of the Northern Lights in Iceland. Not Photoshop, but also from my iPhone. So it's possible. A picture of, of an island in Tonga. It's possible. Friends, don't think that you need to have all this stuff. You can create excellent stuff with what you have. Especially when I go around GYC, I see all this 15, 10 years old, or 19, 20 years old. I said, wow, I wish I had that when I was that age. You're, where, you're very privileged here in America. But as if we have been desynthesized by what we have, that we have neglected I mean, what we receive all the time, that we have neglected the blessings that is in front of us. And so we crave for some more and we crave for some more. Change that mindset. If you want to be excellent in what you do, do things and be faithful with what you have 
now. Um, when I was starting, I had a, my first camera, and um, I, I cannot afford a lens. And so I Googled stuff, and I said, Lord, I wanted to have a lens that work, right? And then so I went into to the internet, and I find out that there is a Canon 50mm 1.4. This is a camera lens that is about 46 years old, very old, and it only cost me about $50. Most of the lenses, by the way, cost about $1,000 to $3,000, expensive. And this is only $50, a very old lens. But again, the principle, be faithful with what you have that God has given you. And so I shoot all these stuff, and it's possible still to take amazing images even though you have a very old lens. This is a shot that I took in Germany in the Holocaust Museum that is a shot of Paris, France with a 46-year-old a lens. That is a shot of Venice using a, a very old lens, uh, portrayed of my friend with a very, very old lens. And that is based on the principle, those who are faithful in the least shall be faithful in much. After a year of full-time photography, and about one and a half or two years, I have made, finally, because I was praying, Lord, how do I use my talent for the ministry? Have you ever asked that question before? I've also asked that. Is photography just a hobby? Or can I also use that for the ministry? And so I've decided to compile all my photos and make it into a calendar. So those are the shots that I took in about one and a half to two years worth of trial and error photography. And I say trial and error because no one has taught me. I graduated, not graduated, I'm still learning in the University of YouTube. <laughs> so no one has taught me really, but YouTube is there to teach me. And so I've established that and I said, Lord, how do I use that to further your cause. And so I prayed, Lord, I want to make a calendar. And I debated on this, and you probably see this in one of our booths in Lineage. This is the calendar that I have. It's, um, it's a, tr a calendar project. And the project is, and I prayed about it, and I said, Lord, I wanted to build schools in the jungle. Because my favorite place in the world is in the jungle of Papua, in the border of Indonesia and Papua New Guinea. And I said, Lord, I pray that the talent that I have will be used for the furtherance of the work. So I produced this calendar. I'm not taking any profit from this. That's why I'm not ashamed to promote this. I'm not taking a single penny out of it, but all the proceed will go to the mission village that I went to to build kids in the jungle a school. Okay. I was not... I was just asking for an amen, not, not a, not a clap. <laughs> but the point is this, my dear friends. It is possible to do something by what you have and use that into the ministry. And I believe, and, I, and, and slowly when God taught me, I decided and I prayed, Lord, I want to quit pastoral work. And so last year, I've decided by faith, to leave pastoral work, a life of ease and comfort out of Jakarta, and to be a nomadic photographer and filmmaker and a preacher. So people ask me, where do you live? 
I don't really have a place to live. But for, for formality's sake, I live from the, from the Philippines. This year, I've traveled to 27 countries without a bank account or money. I'll tell the testimony tomorrow. But God has given me an opportunity to travel the world and to see these amazing places. Why? Because of practicing what you have. And by the way, I did not envision to travel the world and take pictures of the world. That's not the main purpose why I went to do the ministry. And please, many young people come to me and say, oh, I want to do what you do. I want to travel the world. But where's the sentence, I want to do mission? Most of us do ministry because of what we can get, not what we can give. Ministry is based on sacrifice, not because of fulfilling the dreams we have in our hearts. If God wants you to do it, Praise the Lord. But that's not the aim that well we do ministry. We aim ministry for service and sacrifice, friends. And so I'll show you the video. I guess it's fitting if I end here. I'll show you a video of... Um, that's not so supposed to be. It's another one. But since we don't have any time, this is where the proceeds of my calendar is going to go. But God has given me an opportunity because God has given me an opportunity to practice what I have. And I tell you, friends, God will open doors to you to do missions. And I'll show you the video of one of the um, most amazing experiences I have in my life. Share, share, Edja. Let's pray. Dear Lord, may you bless us as we go. Holy Spirit be upon us. Bless our minds and give us creativity as we film. In Christ's name. Amen. Alright, here we go. So right now this is day two. We're uh, filming these kids here. We're about to film them walking. And then uh, we're going to head out, hop on the plane hopefully if the weather stays good and uh, fly to some other village. The plane is coming at 10 so really we only have like 40 minutes to film them. So I found my spot wherein I could fly my drone. Things damp and wet now. The kids need to cross there and we're letting them wait because we're going to film the activity. Hopefully this will not kill my camera. It takes the children an hour to get to the school. They start walking at just the break of dawn. The hike is uphill through unforgiving terrain. Many children need to be pulled out of bed and stuffed into their private cars. Not here. Every step was a sacrifice. It made me think to myself, how far will you go for knowledge? How far will you go for education? How far will you go to find the truth? Yeah, yes sir. <laughs> so today we're giving them some Kit Kats, that's all we have. <laughs> we don't have that much, but we do have some chocolates with us. We've decided to give them some chocolates. For some of them, it's their first time to taste one, and the reaction is just priceless. School is not all fun and games here in the jungle. As part of their education, these children tend to their gardens. But even though they're working with their hands, you won't see them frown. They saw manual labor as a joy and a privilege, and they understood 
that they must work in order to eat. No one was complaining. Everyone concentrated on the task at hand. So now we're filming the kids going to the shower. This is where the shower is, pass through the rivers. School showers are special here in the jungle. But there's no shower room to speak of. Instead, the children wash off their dirt in the cool stream of a waterfall. No one needs to pay the water bill. No one needs to turn off the tap. The missionaries help the children shower, and the children need to shower. Each of them has only one change of school uniform. They use these uniform every day. They cannot risk them against the elements, so they keep the uniform safe and locked away. In Obotongo, there's no furnished classrooms. They only have grass floors and no furniture. But the furniture is not important. The spirit of prophecy says that the character and the spirit that is important. I could see that the children were eager to learn and ready to study, and that was what really mattered. It may be sad to think that many of us who sit in furnished, air-conditioned classrooms can still find things to complain about. The joy that these children have is an illustration that those who have less tend to appreciate what they have more. So, we're in a rush because we're catching Gary. And we're like 40 minutes away, so we need to run. Dude, like nine minutes. Now. Nine minutes? Yeah. Let's go. So we're on our way right now to catch our next flight. We're gonna head to another village. Day two has been really challenging so far. Wow, I'm really tired. So the plane has just landed and we need to walk all the way down going up 30 minutes for a foreigner Five minutes for a local Good. So we don't have time to do an interview, but um, this is Professor Dimara. His wife was here before and they were doing mission work. The wife ate some fruit. She probably had an allergic reaction to it and she eventually died. Tomorrow will be her first death anniversary. He's here visiting. He wants to finish the work here in Obatongo because he doesn't want he doesn't want the work of his wife in vain. Thank you. It's a very inspiring man. Yeah. It's time to say goodbye to the people. Uh, it's always hard to say goodbye. Thank you, God bless you. Good job, man. You okay? Bye-bye. <laughs> As I waved goodbye to those children, I realized that I had so much, and yet I had so little. These kids taught me a valuable lesson, and that is their joy is not dependent on material things or the conditions of their circumstances. 
It doesn't matter to them that they must walk miles to reach near a schoolhouse. They are simply grateful for an opportunity to learn. Friends, where does your joy come from? Is it dependent on your circumstances or based in gratefulness to God for each gift He offers? If you're inspired by this video and are willing to help build more jungle schools or to become a missionary teacher in one of the villages, please contact the email in the description below. God bless you and hope to see you in episode 3. episode three yet <laughs> so it was false advertising <laughs> but I hope and pray that inspires you and I included that video because these kids taught me a valuable lesson and that is they were grateful for what they have and they were all happy and it's sort of the filmmaking is sort of like that we need to be grateful for what we have and start with what you have. I could tell you thousands of stories. I'll tell you more tomorrow. I traveled the world in 27 countries. I spent three months in Europe without cash at all in my pocket. And I survived it. God provides as long as we're faithful to what he has given us. Please pray for the kids. And if you want to support the kids, you can purchase the calendar. It all goes to Jungle Missions. All the money that you have, I'm not even asking you to pay for my photos. I'm just asking you to donate for these kids to build them a better school. At least give them chairs to sit down. And I pray that God will give us blessings today. And I hope you've learned something. And if not, I hope at least it inspires you to do something for God. Let's pray. If you have any questions, you can ask me personally. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us practical lessons to learn. Father, in, in, indeed, Christian life is not rocket science. And we thank you, Lord, for giving us basic principles to follow, but sometimes we are stubborn, thinking we know better. And Father, this very time, I'm asking that you please help us to be faithful with what you have given us. Help us, Lord, to be faithful with what we have. Help us, Lord, to not just aim for success, but aim for faithfulness. Bless us this very moment. Guide us to come back tomorrow, Father, as we continue this series. We are not done yet. I pray, Father, that you give us the wisdom and the strength that we need for today and give us an experience with Jesus here in GYC. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. God bless you, everyone. This message was recorded at the GYC 2017 Conference Arise in Phoenix, Arizona. GYC, a supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, seeks to inspire young people to be Bible-based, Christ-centered, and soul-winning Christians. To download or purchase other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org.